25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's going on, everybody, and welcome into this edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings and Raycon. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. All is right in the world. Laura, we are recording another episode, and the Ohio State Buckeyes have won a football game again. It feels like order is restoring. Uh, the, the weather is getting a little cooler in Grand Rapids. I don't know if it has been in Columbus. It's, like, starting to, like, I think Sunday was, like, 63 here as a high. So, like, it's starting to, like, get a little chilly. So pack your, like, fall, like, a couple fall options for Traverse City. That's all I have to say. Gotcha. No, no, it's still pretty, like, it's not balmy. Like, it's definitely not crazy hot, but it's still, like, in the 80s. And it's just raining a lot more. Like, it kind of feels like Florida, where there's a chance of thunderstorm every single day um, for, like, the next week. So, um, and today, when I, I was out for, like, four hours running errands, and it just sort of, like, sporadically rained all that whole four hours so ohio is a complicated beast it sure is it sure is and that's why we love it so much we love complicated beasts so obviously we'll talk about all things hockey but kind of bouncing back to the ohio state game i'm not i'm ashamed to admit (laughs) that when notre dame took the lead to start the game i definitely utilized our friends at DraftKings. hello uh and placed a bet on notre dame And if Notre Dame would have won, I would have won $95. So I'm like, this is where I'm a problem as a sports better. <laughs> is I will bet against my team. And this is wrong. This is bad practice. I will bet against my team because it's either they lose and I'm sad, but I make money. Or they win and I'm okay with losing money because my team won. Does that make sense? Like, I would never do it for a big – well, I guess that was a big game for Ohio State. But, like, it's like for the Blue Jackets, right? I would never do that in the playoffs. Never. I would never do that. Like, but for that case, I absolutely did it. I took advantage of one of my $200 worth of free bets that DraftKings – I'm just going to – I'm doing the ad read right now, aren't I? Um, <laughs> that they gave me, and I put the free $25 down, and I didn't win. But I did win $55. I won 55 bucks this weekend, so. Wow. And we should we should also note that you live in Michigan where sports gambling is legal. Yeah. Yeah. And also Indiana, because that's another piece of where I was this weekend, and I could do it there too. So Ohio, get your shit together. What does Indiana like Indiana has nothing on us except except sports betting? Nevertheless, download DraftKings do the free daily fantasy stuff and have a good time. But all of this to say, uh, things are starting to, again, come back to normal. Players are coming back. Uh, So obviously the Ohio State football game featured a ton of really noteworthy folks um, that ESPN and ABC were not shy to mention, such as Joe Burrow and LeBron James and Ohio Stadium erupted into a we want Bronny chance trying to convince LeBron James oldest son to consider attending the Ohio State University for the one year of college that he'll he'll have before declaring for the NBA draft but not of of note but for anybody but Blue Jackets fans <laughs> was that there are a few notable Blue Jackets in the audience as well 
uh, you know, even even kind of participating in some pregame festivities. And Laura, you are always so much better about knowing who's where in the world with the Blue Jackets than I am. I basically just hope they show up on the ice for opening night. But you're always pretty privy to it. So Laura, who was at the who was at the home opener for the Ohio State Buckeyes this weekend? Yes, I feel like I'm our social commentator because like I always know things from like their social medias. It's quite honestly only because I don't use Instagram and you do. Because I feel like people are pretty like people like update where they are in life on Instagram. They don't really do that on like Twitter or things like that. Like Instagram stories are the reason that you know these things and they're the reason that I explicitly do not. Because as we've mentioned on the show before, Instagram and I not friends. <laughs> we just don't that is correct. get along. It's become a part of my job responsibility since my supervisor left and i am struggling with that piece of my job i gotta be honest it's okay you'll get there you'll learn to love it it's a really great app and it does give you a lot of you know helpful information but yes there were some notable blue jackets players um at the ohio state versus notre game notre dame game this weekend um the one that like got tv coverage was of course our wonderful goalie elvis um elvis got some time on a local news i'm not sure i don't know that he made game day live or whatever that was happening um before the game but he definitely made it on local news was hanging out with um dom tberry and did i say his last name right you said T-Berry like the Congress person, not um, Tiberi, which is... Tiberi. Yeah, I always get it confused, too, because former there was a former Westerville Congress person whose last name was T-Berry, but it was spelled the same. And so... My apologies, Dom. You're also an Otterbein alum. My apologies. Oh, I didn't know that until just a second. Yeah, he's an Otterbein alum. So. Yeah, go cards. <laughs> as both Jeremy and I are as well. Um, but yeah, so Elvis got some press time. He was definitely there. Uh, he was posting about it a lot on social media. And I'm actually not sure that we mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but Elvis is becoming a man of the community. Um, he definitely went out to a high school football game. He went to the Chillicothe uh, game a couple of weeks ago. Some fans and the coaches, like, Got some pictures with him. And Which, like, why? Like, why Chillicothe? Like, I, like, I have no issue with him going to a high school football game. I'm just confused. I think that they've made some friends that live in that area. And, like, that – because he was – it's not like he went by himself. He was there with yeah. other people. But um, I just think he's made some friends that live in that area or have kids in that area. And that's the school – he decided to go to his first high school football game for. Um, but hey, if you want Elvis to come to your high school football game before the season starts, I'm sure he's welcome to, he's open to suge- suggestions. I am talking like I haven't spoken to humans in six days. Um, the good news is that it's not like you have a podcast or anything where the sole purpose of the show is to speak <laughs> and the other sole purpose is to have people listen. That is true. And I, I know I've said it before, but I do have a diagnosed speech impediment. So forgive me. Um, but yeah, so Elvis got the the like notable presence. Um, and he's he's very like I said, he is very excited to just be all things Ohio. 
um, which I love because I love when they get involved in the community and um, do more than just like sit in their apartments uh, and stuff like that. So proud of you, Elvis. And so other notable um, people that were there, which definitely signals the like grand return to Columbus as we're getting closer to training camp. Um, Sean Corrali was there. Obviously, Sean's from Columbus, but he was there with his entire family. They were like in the first or second row, like on the 50 yard line. So they had some pretty great seats. Um, and then, of course, Adam Boquist was there, Gus Nyquist and Cole Sillinger, um, so all of them making their return um, to Columbus, which is very exciting. And then if you saw on social media, there were some pictures floating around um, of Patrick Line on an airplane, which seems to have uh, signaled his return uh, to the States as well. So slowly but surely, the boys are returning to town um, which is great because that just means that we are, you know, a few details closer to the season starting and uh, really getting this rolling. But it's it's super fun to see them out in the community. Um, and I know that's going to pick up once we get closer to the season. Um, but with more eyes on Columbus this year than ever, probably, um, it's nice to see the guys getting out and participating and interacting with people and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely. And I think too, like just being able to see them be a presence and like, I don't know, like there's something about seeing your favorite athletes engage in parts of your community that, you know, other people are engaging in. That's just like always refreshing. I know that like, I am definitely not a Cleveland Browns fan, but even just like a, like a year or two ago, probably at this point when a bunch of blue jackets went up to whatever the hell they call that stadium. That's named after the company that did that bribe in Ohio or whatever. Really Browns fans. What's going on with your franchise? Like what in the sweet fuck is going on with your franchise? Anyway. Uh, um, yeah. They went up and obviously like I, Boone is the player that I know for sure. I even think like Brandon Dubinsky at that time. Like they I think it was and Nick Boone and Nick and uh, Doobie were all decked out in Browns jerseys and stuff like that. And I think just like seeing people like do the Columbus things that you and I love to do, which is a little bit of a teaser and a foreshadower for what we're doing on the second half of our episode today. But that's always nice. That's always refreshing. And so it's nice that those guys are getting back to town talking about somebody now that um, is not currently in town, currently back closer to home in Switzerland playing um, for ZSC lions in the national league in Switzerland, Alexander Texier. So I had to do a little bit of research. I try my best to be as astute as humanly possible, all things hockey, but I up until 18 minutes ago, did not know <laughs> what um, the Champions Hockey League was in Europe. And it is essentially just, uh, I mean, like, it is kind of like, I mean, Europeans are just so good at this. It's like bringing the continent together to compete, compete in sports. And it is essentially, uh, you know, kind of like the Euro for hockey, if that makes any sense. And so yeah. each country is given like a certain number of teams based on how well they performed at the previous 
you know, um, previous CHL tournaments. And it's basically just this large tournament where teams come together before they're, well, in a lot of cases, specifically in the National League's case, before their season starts, uh, to basically play in this tournament uh, across the continent of Europe. And so... Alexander Texier, of course, is playing in that right now, and he's had himself a little bit of a show. He had in the first game of the of the Champions Hockey League, he had one goal, two assists for three points, um, in a win for ZSC Lions, and did not unfortunately register any points in their second game. It was a loss uh, in their second game. And so they're two games into the Champions Hockey League. We'll obviously keep an eye out on Tex and just kind of how he's performing. But I was telling Laura, Laura two random blue jackets of, of past <laughs> are on this team. And that is uh, of course, obviously current blue jacket, Alexander Texier and then Dean Cookin and Mika Leighton two former blue jacket defensemen. How wild is that? That um, Tex is reunited with Kooks and I guess Mika Leighton like saying he's reunited with Mika Leighton. The deserter. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm not feeling as attached to that sentence as, as I am to Kooks, but, but yeah, an interesting chance for him to, you know, continue to play really meaningful minutes. I mean, like he's obviously going to be one of their top scorers throughout their entire season. Don't get me wrong, but it's going to be fascinating to see how he continues to play. Yeah, and there were some photos uh, today up on his social media um, of him doing some press for the team, and he looks good, which is always um, a positive thing to to see. Um, So he looks good, and he looks like he's feeling strong. And I, I, like we said when we uh, talked about his decision to not return um, to the Blue Jackets this season, you know, we we definitely stated that people should be excited and happy that he chose to continue to play close to home so that he can improve upon his skills. And like, I really do think that he is a player that um, the act of playing hockey is a really good thing for his mental health and makes him, um, you know, I obviously I don't know him personally, but I just feel like it is a situation that makes him process things a little bit better, helps him with, you know, any sort of issue that he might be going through. So he looks good. Um, and this is a, a really good start to him playing in this league. And of course, we'll, you know, down the road of this, um, how their season works, we'll tune in and give you guys some updates about how he's doing and, you know, just hope that he continues to uh, play well, that he stays healthy um, and then if it's a good time over there that he gets himself ready to come back over to the States and we get to see him again in a blue jacket sweater. So, but it's, it's good to see him looking good and playing well. I could not agree anymore, my friend. So that's your latest on text, the blue jackets very, I mean, like these are always unique situations because they're not technically contract signings in the same sense of, you know, I mean, like this is like the polar opposite situation, but like in terms of Johnny Goudreau sending a contract with the Blue Jackets, we're not talking about that here today on the show. But what we are talking about is the Blue Jackets um, who have done this before uh, very recently with one known as DJ MDZ, Michael Delzato. But the Blue Jackets have given James Neal a professional tryout contract, which is basically an invitation to camp to give him the chance to, uh, you know, you know, sometimes it's like 
a little bit of a mutually agreeable situation where it's like, hey, like, you know, we know that you haven't signed with anybody at this point. If you want to get a chance to get a training camp in to like show that you still got it and have a chance to make a roster, come on through. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. For the Blue Jackets, I think we all can agree the Michael Delzato signing was a positive one in the sense that it provided a lot of, you know, stability on the blue line. And really, I mean, in a lot of ways, Michael Delzato was a bright spot at the beginning of the God, what year would that have been at this point? I think the 2021 season. season. Yeah. So he was a bright spot then, uh, especially at the start of that season when Pierre Luc Dubois was doing what he was doing. But he ends up um, making the team. James Neal has been signed to to this tryout contract, folks. And so basically what this means is he's going to have a chance to crack the roster. Like he'll get a chance. And if he's good, he'll stick. And if he's not, no harm, no foul. Like there's, we don't, no, nothing happens really. Like it just kind of like he gets released from his PTO and it, they call it a day. But my hope is like if things don't work out, selfishly, I kind of want him to sign an AHL deal with Cleveland. So that way I can cover James Neal for field bounce hockey. But <laughs> um, obviously, I'm interested to see how this one turns out. Uh, I have some stats about James Neal and what the past few seasons have, have been for him. But, Laura, just kind of like what were your initial reactions when I frantically texted you? And also, folks, Laura is always the one, like almost like nine and a half times out of ten, Laura will just text me a word. And I'll know <laughs> because I'll already have seen the news that she's trying to tell me about because like we're glued to Twitter. Like we like are usually pretty on top of things like individually, but also collectively. And so I texted Laura and I said, James, I said something about it being the real deal. Cause obviously the real deal, James Neal or what have you. Mm-hmm. And Laura just didn't reply for two and a half hours. I'm like, she's dead. <laughs> like she's, like she's passed on. That's sort of like, how do I call out a proposal for new podcast hosts? Because wow. You petitioned to replace me very quickly. I wasn't, it's all about, it's all about the brand, but um, all of that to say, I was worried about you. <laughs> but what was your initial reaction when you saw it after after some time? Yes, understandably so. And yes, what was crazy is that for weeks now, I like he said, we are we are very chained in or locked into social media about hockey, but because it's our job. But um, for weeks now, as we've said, most of our social media has been from me because Jeremy is crazy busy at work. And the one time I go to the movies with one of my friends and have my phone on do not disturb for like two and a half hours, which if you're interested, go see um, where the crawdads sing. It was very good. I know there's drama with the lady who wrote the book, but the movie is very good. Um, And I come out of the movie theater to just like, not only text messages from Jeremy, but like notifications on our Twitter. And I was like, what happened? I I was in a movie, like nothing exciting can happen for like almost two weeks. And I go to a movie and not even real craziness, but like slight craziness happens. So I was very, um, I don't know a lot about, did he play for Columbus before? 
He did not. No, this okay. is his first chance to wear the Union blue, perhaps. Okay. I don't know why I thought I saw tweets that was like, he had some association with Columbus in the past, yeah, but for ruining our lives, James Neal used to shit on us. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes more sense then that it would be like a weird thing where like a former enemy is now a potentially a blue jacket. Got it. That makes more sense now. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, like you said, in the last time that we did a PTO like signing, it worked out pretty well for us. Like I'm still a big fan of Michael Delzado. Like I have seen other people have success on other teams in doing this. Cause it's usually, it's usually guys that are like towards the end of their careers. Um, or like, I haven't seen it that much, but like younger guys who like haven't found their footing yet and are still hoping to get into the NHL, but weren't traded or um, re-signed anywhere else. So, I mean, he's a veteran for sure. It would be interesting um, to see how he competes with um, everyone else at camp. So I'm not opposed to it because I do like a little bit more veteran presence, but I'm just kind of open to it. And I trust Yarmo. So like, you know, if we sign him, we sign him. If we don't, he'll be a fun time at training camp. Yeah. And I mean, if nothing else, right? Like he's not, he's a player that can come in. Like you said, he's a veteran presence. This guy's got a good NHL career. Like he's got, he's got the numbers that show that he can be really impactful or that he was really impactful earlier in his career. And I'm not saying that he's going to go out. He's 35 years old. He's not going to go out and, and have the numbers that he did when he was 28. Don't get me wrong, but it's still an opportunity for, if nothing else, another veteran presence at training camp to potentially be a mentor to some of these younger guys and to be able to help them through the process of their maybe first, second, third NHL training camp. I mean, for him, it'll be like his 15th, 16th, right? So it's an opportunity for that. It's an opportunity for, again, like the Cleveland roster. Like, I don't know if people like are paying attention to what the monsters are building down in the AHL, but um, it's not great. It's really not good. And so, I mean, it's the opportunity, right, for another player like James Neal to, to play on that team if the Jackets decide that a two-way contract makes the most sense. And uh, honestly, like, I mean, it's not going to be for more than a league minimum contract, I would assume. So it's a low-risk opportunity. James Neal made his NHL debut in 2008, 2009. So he's been here. He's done that. He's He's got the T-shirt. Like, he's ridden that ride. We're good to go. Uh, but in his first NHL season, I mean, he had 24 goals. The guy wow. can score goals. He has scored – um, 30 goals twice. So he had uh, his best NHL season was when he was destroying the Blue Jackets as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Although at that point, the Jackets would have been still in the West. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong about this. But uh, 40 goals, 41 po- assists, so 81 points in 80 games. Um, had 31 goals, a couple – Oh my God, time is flying by. Cause I, I remember the season that he had a big year with the Predators. It was 2015 16. Jesus. Um, but 31 goals that year, 23 goals the year after, 25 goals the next year. A little bit of a, a soft year with Calgary. 
but then, you know, with the Oilers, 19-goal season, he's not, I mean, he's not a bad player. He played 19 games last season with the Blues. Uh, In those games, he had four points of two goals, two assists, but more notably was quite the presence. So the Springfield Thunderbirds of the AHL uh, made it to the Calder Cup Finals this year. He played 28 games for that team, had 26 points in those matchups, and then proceeded to then have 12 points in 17 games in the Calder Cup playoffs. Um, Springfield looked really good through that playoff. They ran into the Chicago Wolves, who are uh, the affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes, and I don't know if you all know this, really good farm system in Carolina. So <laughs> that team was really good. But but yeah, it's it's a good a good shot for him to make a roster that, I mean, really, like... I don't hate the idea of James Neal being on this team. I mean, of course, over the course of the last month, you've lost Oliver Bjorkstrand, you know, in perpetuity. But then you learn that you wouldn't have Alexander Texier this year. So some of these spots that we were like, I don't know, it's kind of clogged up, uh, you know, have kind of naturally solved themselves a little bit. You know, you get a little bit more of an opportunity for players like Kirill Marchenko and Igor Chinnikov. But I really don't hate the idea of – because, I mean, like, let's face it, you're not putting Kirill Marchenko and Igor Chinnikov on a fourth line with Sean Corrales most nights if you want to play them in the role that you want them to, to develop to. So, hell yeah, give me a Sean Corrales, Matthew Olivier, James Neal line, and it's going to get messy. Like, it'll get messy, and I live for that. Part of me wonders if that's part of the motivation here, too. I would absolutely die for that. It kind of, like, reminds me of – Obviously, like the classic duo in um, now, granted, they weren't forwards, but um, in the Mighty Ducks of like the Bash Brothers and like that line, we just because like all three now that I, I know what they look like, but all three of them are like kind of broad and just like rough and tumble. And so it would be like our version of that, which is something that when we did our like season wrap up episodes, like we talked about, you know, the Blue Jackets don't really have like a, a line or a, a good chunk of players that are willing to get like down and dirty and willing to like take the big hits and like all that sort of stuff. So this would be like a level of grit um, that we've been looking for. So, hey, let's see um, what we what he brings to camp. I'm excited to learn more about how he is as a player, but from the stats that you just gave me, like it doesn't seem like he's had some dips, but not huge dips. And he's like with his performance in the AHL, as you said, um, it sounds like he still has a lot of um, fuel in the tank. So if we can have him add to, to our fourth line or, um, you know, and again, that veteran energy and presence, I'm all for it. That makes two of us, my friend. So obviously we're finally getting back into the pace of, of hockey and hockey will undoubtedly consume our lives for the next seven, eight months. Right. No doubt about that. The jackets are going to make a playoff run. We're going to be covering that. But right now is a great time for you and I specifically. I know you love listening to podcasts and listening to music it's a great time for us to to get a chance to to catch up on the things that we've missed <laughs> over the course of, of a really long season. And so, um, Laura, what are some of the things that you've been listening to re- recently? 
Um, I've actually been listening to a lot of Foo Fighters the last few days because I watched oh, a good a good portion of the first uh, Taylor Hawkins uh, tribute concert um, that was in the, the UK on Saturday. It was if you haven't seen any of it, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, I love I've loved the Foo, the Foo Fighters for years. I was devastated when Taylor died. Um, but that was like just such a beautiful way to start honoring him because there is a, a, a U.S. Um, concert as well. But and yeah, if you want to cry for like a solid five minutes, go watch his son I'm, playing yeah. you, you, My Hero because um, I wept. So yeah. but yeah, definitely rocking the Foo Fighters all of this week. The Foo Fighters, definitely a very, very good choice. I, not that I haven't listened to Renaissance on repeat, but this last week I've been listening to a lot of Renaissance. It feels like just such good, like, house-like music. The Beyonce album, I feel like people know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'm really sorry. Um, But I've been listening to that quite a bit recently, and it's been great, you know, I mean, just being able to catch up on that music, and I'm sure you feel the same way, but it's been even better because we've been listening to our music with are Raycon wireless earbuds. So Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and 32-hour battery life. And the, they're priced just right, Laura. I mean, you get the quality audio at half of the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder that Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews, just like your favorite podcast, objectively speaking. So you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna get yourself a pair. The noise isolation is great. Being able to change songs with an earbud tap is phenomenal so you're definitely want to gonna want to go check those out i use mine when i am walking to and from my car on campus because i have to park really far away from my office and so you're just gonna want to you're gonna want to buy these you're just going to because uh we've also got a really great deal for you because you can go to buyraycon.com slash thpn today to get 15 percent off of your raycon order that's buyraycon.com slash thpn to score 15 percent off buyraycon.com slash THPN. And Laura, of course, we're listening to music, and I alluded to it earlier, but um, we're also winning cold, hard cash on DraftKings, our loyal day one sponsor, DraftKings, is excited because just like you all, we're pumped for the start of the NFL season. The wait is almost over. We're recording this on Tuesday. Kickoff is on Thursday. We can't wait. A new football season is about to begin, and the Cleveland Browns are going to have a terrible season, and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to go back to the Super Bowl. Um, you're going to want to get ready for all of the great NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Get up seven and you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven at any point during the game, you're going to get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Laura, I alluded to this a little bit earlier in the show when I was talking about yes. our Columbus favorites. Mm-hmm. So, courtesy of our friends at the State of Hoppy, we are we're stealing an idea. Um, and what have we always said? We've always said that imitation is the best form of flattery. No, is that right? Is that the right? Imi- imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Oh, okay. For some reason, when I said that out loud, it sounded really wrong. Anyway, uh, Laura and I know that we've still got maybe a week or two left of, of slower news weeks for the Jackets before Traverse City hits before you know, the training camp season starts. And so we wanted to, to incorporate a little bit of fun Columbus lore into this episode. And uh, we've got some ground rules for that. We are going to be taking our four favorite restaurants today in Columbus specifically. Now, I will say that everything on my list is also like from Columbus. Like it's Columbus exclusive, not just in Columbus. I feel like Laura is probably in the same boat. But what we're going to do, we're going to, Laura, I'm going to give you the honor of picking heads or tails. And what we're going to do is if you win, you get to pick first. If you lose, I'll pick first. And we're just going to alternate back and forth picking our top four Columbus restaurants. Now, the caveat is that we cannot pick the same restaurant. So let's say that I want to say McDonald's. You win. You say McDonald's. I cannot pick McDonald's anymore. Does that sound good? Yes, that works for me. And I will also note that these are like Columbus and the greater area of Columbus for everyone, if you're curious. So not directly in like downtown. Correct. Yeah. For the most part, these can be found across the city of Columbus, not just downtown. And so uh, these are not endorsements. Also, we do not get paid by any of these companies to say, at least not yet, if any of them hear their name and they want to give us a call, hey girl, um, feel free, I'll put my number in the show notes. But um, all of this to say, this is surely going to be chaos and it's going to be a great time. So Laura, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to use the Siri coin flip feature and I'm going to ask you heads or tails. Um, I'm going to go with heads. Flip a coin. It's heads. All right. So you get to go first. And so you get to pick the very first restaurant on your list. Okay. Don't fumble the bag here. I'm not. You've got the number one overall pick for Columbus restaurants. If you fumble this bag, our Twitter followers better never let you forget it. That's true. This is um, very, ooh, this is hard. Anyway. Uh, but I know uh, this. I it has to be on your list. It just has to be. And I'm uh, I'm apologizing in advance for stealing it from you. But I'm gonna go with my favorite Columbus ramen location, Meshiku. And I have to give credit to you because you're the one that introduced me Which to it. Which is fucked up because you're gonna take it. Yeah, that's like why exactly. Um, but no, Meshiku is delicious it is probably one of the best ramen places i've ever been to um it's a super tiny place um so so it gets like pretty busy on the weekends um but yeah there's only like eight tables in it um but the food is delicious the flavors are all really original 
Um, and it's pretty decently priced. Like it's not terrible for a ramen place, um, but it's not crazy expensive. Like some of the other places are, um, the service has always been great. And the bao bun appetizer with the pork belly is mind blowing. So that's going to be my number one pick. That is fair. That was the very first thing I had on my list. I'll even show people. Like, do you want to like, do you want to say your favorite item from Meshiku slash also uh, remind them where it is because I'm terrible with locations. Yeah, you're you're totally fine. Yeah, it's the spicy mala ramen is my go to there. I love spicy everything. So like that is like the go to. It is located on Bethel Road. And it is uh, in between, it's like past Centennial High School if you're coming from 315 and it's before you get to um, uh, Stealth, or no, that's not the name of the road. Shit. Why am I forgetting the name of that road? It's still like Main Road in Dublin. Sawmill. 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 Um, It's in a shopping (laughs) plaza. Yep. So you're going to want to go check that out. Um, Also, honorable mention to their chicken restaurant. It's literally called Chicken. It's like attached to it. It's so good. I didn't have that on my list, but I just want to shout that out, too, because it's very delightful. Woof. Okay, so this is where strategy goes out the window, because, like, that's the only one that I had strategy for. Like, that was what <laughs> I was because I knew that you were going to steal it from me. Um, okay. Hmm. <laughs> All right. When we say restaurant, what do we mean? Any place that serves food? Define food. Like anything you eat? Yeah. All right. So with the second overall pick, I'm going to go with Jenny's ice cream. Ooh, good one. If I you love are not, her. If you are not from Columbus and you have not experienced Jenny's ice cream, I highly recommend. It is delightful. Every ingredient is super fresh, super good, and it makes all their ice cream really good. Waffle cones are immaculate. I don't know what my favorite flavor is. I always go back and forth on what my favorite Jenny's flavor is. I have to be honest, not that they don't have occasional really good seasonal flavors. Like the Dolly Parton collab ruined my life. So good. Maybe (laughs) one of my favorite ice creams ever. But I honestly like will always be into the ooey gooey butter cake, the the brown butter almond brittle. Like those are my two like go-to. Like I love those. Um, But I always like to throw in one of those seasonal flavors whenever I can. So I'm going to go with Yenny's. I could not agree more with you. Um, My favorite Jenny's flavor is the biscuits with peach jam um, and a seasonal flavor that she is yet to return. I hope someday it comes back. Um, It was from a couple years ago and it was um, roasted sweet potatoes with marshmallow. Ugh, it was so good. I mean, hey, we're getting close to the season that it would come back, so who knows? We'll keep our fingers crossed. But, all right, break my heart. What is your second pick? I don't think I'm going to break your heart with this one. I'm nervous, Um, But, so, my second pick is a restaurant that I've been going to for years. Um, And I, there was a period of time where my friend Gretchen and I literally went to this restaurant at least once a month, if not. Are you picking Nazareth? I am. You asshole. I didn't think it would be on your list. Sure is. Wow. Because we've never been there together. That's so good. I literally grew up a minute from Nazareth. 
Well, okay. Well, I'm stealing it anyway. So yes, I, um, but what I was saying is my friend Gretchen and I were, went there so much for like two and a half years. And then sadly there was a terrorist attack in the restaurant. Um, and people knew <laughs> that I went there. Wait. What? It's a positive story. That it ends most, positive. That is the most casual way I've ever heard anybody drop that there was a terrorist attack somewhere, Laura. I, I cannot handle that. Well, mainly because it's a beautiful story of how they bounced back from that situation. They sure did. They sure did. That's hilarious. It's not hilarious that there was a terrorist attack, but that delivery was like my favorite thing. <laughs> um, but yes, there was unfortunately a terrible incident, terrorist attack. Better, better. That was just <laughs> awful. But the point of this was at that the time that this event occurred, the people in my life knew that I went to that restaurant so often that I got text messages asking me if I was there. And the crazy part is I was supposed to be there, but we had moved our like Nazareth date um, to either the week before or a couple days before. Um, so we were not there obviously, but it was absolutely terrible and it really had a huge effect on the restaurant. And the restaurant is owned by um, this lovely man um, named Yanni and he and, and his family. And it just was, it was terrible. And, um, but they did get a lot of support from the community because this restaurant has been in business for years, decades. Um, and when I tell you it is the best Greek food in the city of Columbus, like so good. Everything is so fresh. It's really, really priced well, like super priced well. And you get a lot of food. Um, I have converted my mother into like the biggest fan every time she comes down here, she wants to go there. Um, but yes, yeah, so Nazareth Deli on Hamilton Road in New Albany, like New Albany, Gahanna. Um, and the hummus will be the best and creamiest hummus you've ever had. And their non bread is amazing. So my second choice, Nazareth Deli. I don't even know the name of it. They have a spicy chicken and rice dish that I always get when I go there. It's so That's good. what Gretchen got when we were there last week. Wow. Gretchen has good, good, good taste. Okay, so I'm trying to decide what I want my next pick to be. I don't think that you're going to say one of the two that I'm in between. Like, I doubt it's on your list. And so I think, I actually don't know if either of these are on your list. But I'm going to go with my, I have to say it's probably my favorite Columbus pizza. Ooh. I'm going to say it's my favorite Columbus pizza. And that is Hound Dog's Pizza. Not who I thought you were going to go with. But yeah, okay, I that was see. not on my list. I love Hound Dogs. Hound Dogs is one of my favorites. It like it's just such a like classic pizza to me. Like it's just it is so good. And I um God, yeah, I, I crave it every time I go to Columbus, especially whenever I'm with Corinne. Like I always am like, how can I get hound dogs out of this? Like I love hound dogs. If you haven't had it, it the one that I go to is on High Street. It is it is really, really good. And they're like open late and 
all that kind of stuff. It's just such a it's such a requirement. If you're a pizza fan, you've got to try it. I also like need you all to make sure um, that you make sure you get your crust uh, smoke and Joe's style. We, let's make sure we do that. That's my recommendation to you. Biggest. That's the biggest thing that I need to say. So hound dogs is my second pick. You know, I don't think I've ever had hound dogs pizza. That's why it's not on your list. It's so good. So I'm gonna have to. I try will it. say I had. I was like, I'm not putting more than one pizza on my list. Like that doesn't make sense. Angie's pizza is another really great option. I highly recommend Angie's. And yeah, that's like when I think about Columbus pizza, like those are like the places that I think about. Gotcha. Great. I love that. Okay. For pick number three, I am definitely not going to steal this one from you because I absolutely know that you have never been there. Um, So my pick is um, a little out. Yeah, it's outside. It's in like the Polaris area, um, actually off of Sankas Boulevard. Um, And it's the Sushi Factory. I absolutely love sushi. It is one of my greatest passions. Um, I order it at any time possible. Um, And because I live in Newark, there's only like three places to get sushi. One of them is Kroger. Not that there's anything wrong with Kroger sushi, but um, not a whole lot of options. So, um, particularly, actually, strictly over, like, pandemic, major pandemic times, so, like, lockdown times and whatnot, um, any time that I was making a trip into Columbus, like, by myself, um, I would order takeout from Sushi Factory because at the time, they're not doing this anymore. So, don't go there and say I said this. At the time, they were doing... um, 50% off all sushi for dine-in or carry-out. You guys, I could get so much sushi for so little money. And it's, like, good stuff. Like, they have the fancy shit. Um, And I would take pictures of it and send it to Jeremy and be like, this is the happiest I've been in months. Um, Because I just love it. And the people that work there are so nice. And they have more than just sushi, sushi. They also have, like, hibachi stuff and other Chinese Japanese cuisine if you're not a sushi person um but it's a really great place the food is so fresh and again they have like so many different rolls from like your standard classic California um to like all these different themed ones that are associated with Columbus um yeah and it's just even when they're not doing the special, like their prices for sushi are also really great because I know it can be something that gets pretty pricey. But if you like sushi or if you're interested in trying sushi, it's a really great place to go. Um, so yeah, that is my number three. And again, it's on Pol- it's in Polaris off Sankas Boulevard, right behind the House of Japan. Yeah, I will say I have been in that building. It used to be in El Vaquero, which I... Love Albuquerque. Honestly, the fact that it's not on my list is probably messed up. Um, but yes, I have not been to the sushi factory. I don't mind sushi. I do like sushi, but it just has not ever been a destination for me. But I was struggling with this one because I knew that I needed to go food truck. 
I knew. I think you're stealing this from me. I, I might be. I might be. Um, I knew that I needed to go food truck. I knew that I needed to go Mexican food truck. You're totally stealing this from me. And that is, I don't know if I am. I might not be. Because there are two. There are two, but I think that you're stealing the one that is on my list because I know, obviously I know both of them, but I'm fairly certain we have the same one on our list, even though the other one is also very good. And they're both outside of liquor stores. (laughs) Yeah, they are. They are both outside of liquor stores. But the one outside of a liquor store that I'm going with, and you are free to take the other one for your fourth pick, is I'm going with the Exotic Latin Grill. Wow. I I really, I was really sure that you were going with the other one. Yeah. I, yeah, I did not go with the one that you're probably going to say next. I, and it's only because there, they, like, I only know about the media. Like, and it's great. Like, it's really good. It's maybe some of the best I've had. But the exotic Latin grill, folks, if you've never had it, it is on the corner of North, no, Indianola and Hudson. And it is located in front of the 14 and 0 liquor store. No. Yeah. Is that yeah. the name of that liquor store? Mm-hmm. And, and right beside the UDF. Yeah. There's a UDF right next door. So if you don't have your cash, you can go over to the UDF. They've got an ATM. It is insane. It is so good. My highest recommendation is for the Baleada. It is so good. If you've never had one, homemade tortillas, they're so good. And they're just filled with every, like they're stuffed and it's so good. Their pupusas are really good. I am obsessed with their empanadas. They're also really good. Like how, like the fact that you didn't choose this place because of the pineapple and cheese empanada actually feels foul to me. So actually boo-boo on you for not, <laughs> this not being the one you wanted to pick because I will die on this hill. Best Latin food truck in Columbus exotic latin grill and i'm glad to have gotten it with my third pick i am i'm shocked but also proud um no it is it is an incredible food truck and yeah i it's amazing plus their sauces are super good they were the green pre- sauce. if you don't get the green sauce you didn't get it right you better get the um, green sauce y'all I haven't been there um, in post, not again, we're in it, but like in this newer pandemic times, but before COVID, they were open 24 hours. Um, So we did stand out there at um, scary times of the night, but the food is worth it. I especially love it because I'm a person that does not enjoy refried beans and almost all other Mexican food places in at least in this area make their burritos with refried beans and they do not they make them with black beans and i am obsessed with that um and also again i cannot say enough about the empanadas especially the pineapple and cheese don't knock it till you try it um it is delicious and it reheats really well and they reheat really well because i don't think you could brought me a pineapple one that one time i think it was a meat one um, they reheat really well in the the air fryer. So solid choice. Proud of you. Thank you so much. Are you gonna are you gonna get the other food truck with this one? Oh, I might leave it as a. No, you have to. It's not. It's fine. Like it's really good, but I, it can't be in your top four. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to leave it as an honorable mention because I really want to do this last one um, because it was a life-changing experience the first time we had it. So, and because he's just such a lovely individual. Um, so my fourth pick is, I'm going to say my favorite Columbus pizza. And also he was a guest on our show, um, last summer, but I'm going to go with Columbus staple wizard of Za. Um, it's you guys, we definitely talked about it when Spencer was on the show, but this is like the pizza of my childhood and it is so good. Like the first time that Jeremy and I had it, we just sort of, first of all, we ate it in a park because it was like dire COVID times. Um, And we also froze to death because it definitely was one of those days in Ohio where it looked like it would be warm outside, but it, it was not. Um, that's beside the point, but it is like a thick, but not too thick. It's Youngstown style pizza is how Spencer describes it. Um, but it's like a nice thick crust. It's crispy on all four sides. And the kicker you guys is the fact that he covers the bottom of it, um, with sesame seeds on his homemade focaccia crust. And they're a game changer. Those toasted sesame seeds just bring it all together. He also, they also top almost all of their pizzas with Mike's Hot Honey, which also changes the game. And it just, I love it. Like this past year at Christmas, I, we've talked about it before. I deliver, or I sell and deliver pies at the holidays and other things, but pies mostly. And I treated myself after going out and doing all of my deliveries in Columbus to a Wizard of Zob pizza because they are a little pricey. Um, They're about 25 bucks um, per pizza. And it used to be that you had to like reserve your space um, and then do it like weeks in advance. I think we made our first reservation like three weeks or a, a month advance. Yeah. Now you can order a day of it's like you all didn't know. You don't know <laughs> and like. Was. They used to not tell you the location until you, it was like the day of your pickup. Right. Um, but now there's like big signage out. So it is located again. I'm terrible with streets. High street? No. Yeah. It's on high street. It's out toward if you go closer, it's like to the Garden of Roses. Yeah, it's like past that a little bit if you're going toward Worthington. So yeah, if you're if you're looking for that place, there it is. Yeah, but it's in, it is attached to a, um, what is that sushi place called? Fusion. Um, what? Fusion. Fusion. Um, so yes, it is in the same building as the Fusion. There is now signage, um, so you can go there. And as of like a couple of days ago, they're now doing personal pan pizzas. But seriously, it is amazing. They use the freshest ingredients. Um, like I said, um, Spencer has become a friend of ours. Um, and has been super supportive of the show. So I'm not just saying this because of that. Um, we tasted the food before we were friends with him. So, <laughs> but. That is true, yeah. It was like, I think a couple weeks before our interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so super incredible. If you haven't tried it yet, definitely. Um, it'll, it'll blow your mind. Another, a pizza that like, 
also kind of reminds me of this and spencer has like been high on it too it's poly g's like poly g's is really great in columbus anytime you can put burrata on a pizza like sign me all the way the fuck up but man okay i have the last pick there are gonna be a lot of unrestricted free agents after yeah after this because there are a lot of restaurants that we're leaving out of here um okay all right i hmm so i've got two that i want to choose between Okay. I'm going to go with the one that, like, Columbus is more known for. I'm going to go number four. I'm going to embrace my German heritage. Ooh. I'm going to go Schmidt's Sausage House, which is located in German Village. Amazing food. Amazing cream puffs. Need I say more? Uh, Highly recommend. If you've never been to Schmidt's, go for it. Um, I don't really have a t- I, they used to have a thing called and I don't know if they still do this because like I feel like people like got weird about buffets after COVID and I haven't been to I think Schmidt. they still have it I think they, they opened it up mm-hmm. thank god oh my god I could not have handled that loss if they don't have the Audubon can somebody do me a favor and never fucking tell me like I like don't know the next time I'll even think to go back to Schmidt's so it could be another four years before I'm like I wonder if they still have the Audubon there's no sense in me feeling that disappointment right now like, there's, why would you do that to me? That's fucked up. So let's not do that now. Let's wait. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Schmitz for my for my fourth pick. Just classic, really, really good German food. Um, German Village is also, like, I'm sure we'll do an attractions episode yes. where we talk about those things. German Village, I'm sure we'll fight for. It's just such a good little area. Um, so many good like, little coffee shops. So Schmitz is going to be my one that I, that I point the people toward. Yeah, Schmitz is great. Um, definitely, if you're going, um, it's like one of the most popular restaurants for tourists in Columbus oh, yeah. and general Columbus residents. Uh, make a reservation or you will be waiting for like hours um, oh, yeah. because it is super popular and it's worth it. It's that popular because the food is phenomenal. And you, even if you're not hungry, you have to get a cream puff because they're just so good yeah requirement for sure um so now are we gonna do like our brief honorable mentions like not yeah just detail? let's do a list do your list of honorable mentions who are who are the people that you had on your list but you did not include okay well the first one's gonna be um the one that you had to look up the name of it for me because i just call it the cabbage roll place oh hubert's polish kitchen yes hubert's polish kitchen located in um the north market Literally, Which I like, will say I had to give yes. Laura rules before we started because y'all know how Laura be. She's on some bullshit. Whenever we do anything that involves ranking, she always ties shit or finds loopholes to like include everybody possibly because Laura is in fact like if Laura was the coach of a of a sports team, everybody <laughs> would get a participation trophy. Like that's Laura. Laura is that person. And so, not there's a problem with that. But Laura, I was like, you cannot say the short north. Or not the short north. You cannot say the north market as an answer because that's cheating. <laughs> it's like this bullshit. You can't. And I would have never said it as like a whole because there's way too many places, and I've only been to like four places in the north market. But the place that I go to always, like literally every single time I've been to the north market, is Hubert's Polish Kitchen. Um, just the cabbage rolls and the pierogies. That's all I'm gonna say. You just have to try it. They're amazing. Um. And make sure you get your cabbage roll spicy because that's the best way to get it. And they're great. Like, I love the people there. 
Um, my next one is like my super fancy one that I had on here and I only got to go to it because my friend Gretchen is uh, super fancy and makes uh, way more money than I ever will um, is the barn by Cameron Mitchell. Um, It was the first of all, the food was incredible, but what I was most impressed with was the service because we definitely went there not dressed terribly, but like not dressed as appropriately as we should have been for the barn um, because it is very fancy. Obviously it's a Cameron Mitchell restaurant, but our waiter could not have been cooler. He like just knew that we had, we had never really been in a place that was was that fancy and he could not have been better and just guided us all the way. Um, I will say if you're looking for a Cameron Mitchell restaurant, that's like a little bit more balling on a budget um cap city is not a bad option cap city diner is pretty good so that's that's a little they're not on my list but a little shout out to cam mitch yes and then up comes my next honorable mention which is the taco truck that we or the mexican uh latin food taco truck food truck i can talk that we mentioned or alluded to earlier which is the los agaves taqueria where the birria tacos will change your life. It's so good. They are only served Thursday through Sunday. Um, you will have to wait for them, but it's okay. They have buzzers in a nice little like seating area. It's and also, also you right. You won't regret it. That is correct. It's on High Street, right? On High Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will change your life. Get the deal where you, if you get four, you get um, the, oh shit, what is the sauce? Consomme for free. Because the consomme is life-changing. So good. Um, We had them for the first time um, on my birthday weekend um, because we were talking about birria tacos as we were getting tattooed and decided that we needed to find a place. Um, But it's, it's so good. So good. Um, and then I have two more. I have the Hafra house mm. because we just have so much fun every time we go there and the food's really good. It's kind of like touristy, kitschy, but it's a really good time and the pretzels are great. And then my last one is a Columbus staple, which I'm kind of surprised neither one of us said because both of us really like this place, um, is hot chicken takeover. Oh, that's um, on my honorable mention list. It's on my list for sure. Okay. Yeah. I love Hot Chicken Takeover. It is a great uh, company. They do so much for the community. They do so much for um, people who are coming out of the prison system and helping them get jobs. Um, and yeah, they're just awesome. And the food is really good. I get the chicken sandwich, double mac um an unsweet tea and a banana pudding i can tell you haven't been there in a minute because they changed how they do their combo so you can't like yeah i know they did i have been there recently but it's just easier to say it that way (laughs) um also welcome to subjectively speaking if you've been here before you know that when i said yeah laura go ahead and just run through your list that she was gonna (laughs) give the same amount of description as she did for the other four that she did i just Um, 
more people are going to be coming to Columbus and I want them to have good places to eat. So we appreciate you all for sticking with us through this over an hour show so far, because you know us, we talk. Um, but Who's on your list. <laughs> so Rude. I also have, I had Los Agaves on my list too. Um, this is so dumb. I had Wendy's on my list and I only had Wendy's on my list because it's a, like it is a Columbus company. It is like, so cool like it's just like uh like i don't know it's just so good um so we do you still need to go to that wendy's test kitchen that is in newark or in heath um yeah it's in the indian mountain mall i know i one of my favorite no, things it's not getting, it's in the walmart oh shit well it's near indian mountain mall um yeah. but then i had catalina's if you've never had catalina's Ooh. Catalina's is a really good brunch restaurant, also on High Street. Jesus, um, but that's like in the like Clintonville area. So good, loved that. Um, and then uh, Hot Chicken Takeover was also on my list. And then Lan Viet, which is a Vietnamese restaurant that is located in both the short, um, the short North North Market, and then also I guess it's not technically the short North. You know what I'm talking about, the North Market. Yes. And then also in the Bridge Park uh, North Market in Dublin. Uh, so we've got locations at both. At least when I went there, the menus were a little different. They had a couple of extra things at the Dublin one. So if you're, like, into some other, like, great fuzz, like, you can go there because it has better options for pho. Um, so that's my recommendation there. There's also, and I'm never going to remember the name of it, and it's going to drive me nuts. There was a, no, Nancy's. Nancy's Diner. I think it used to be on high street. I don't actually know if it's open anymore. So like hold me to it. If I'm wrong, they moved from that location to a location closer to downtown. And it was an incredible diner, like very much like your typical feel, very lovely. Corinne and I went on a manic episode. It was delightful. But what they do also is like, you can add to your tab a meal for somebody like you can like buy a meal for the next person. And then if you go in, you'll see they have a wall full of like post-its that people have written messages on. And each of those messages is a free meal. And so people can go in and they could like get a free meal and the message. And it is, ah, it was so lovely. It was so good. Um, So I hope they're still open. Nancy's home, like something like that. I don't know. I'll look it up while we continue on with the show, but highly recommend that place if it's still open. So I do those. I do think we won't do it next week because we'll do a different um like category next week but I do think because I'm shocked um as much as you and I love like brunch neither not neither one of us said a single like brunch place fuck Nancy's is closed forever god dang it oh no <laughs> So um so we'll probably have to do like uh another one of these which is like breakfast brunch places um for that rare occasion that there is a noon or one o'clock game um if you're looking for a place to go but um there's definitely some killer um breakfast brunch places in columbus as well i am again very shocked that neither one of us had one of those um on the list but um, like I said a little bit ago, there's going to be hopefully a lot more people traveling to Columbus um, to see the Blue Jackets or just to see our lovely city. So we wanted to do some of these things um, to 
get out there some of our favorite places and like places you should maybe go and see when you're here. Um, or if you're visiting and you hit us up, we will take you to, um, cause we love to show people around. Um, but so yeah, just a fun thing as we're getting closer to the season starting, but we're still not having a ton of content coming straight from the hockey world. So we hope you enjoy. Let us know. Let us know if you like this series and if there's different um, like categories that you would like us to do. So, Yes, we love doing it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Laura, we have about probably five minutes before the people tell <laughs> us that they're tired of listening to our voices. So um, fun little thing that we're doing this weekend, we have the Columbus Podcast Awards, which is um, going to be a lot of fun. We are bringing some of our favorite people with us to the awards. And so we're really looking forward to that. We still don't know what we're wearing. Um, we are like, they're like, dress is casual. And we're like, ah, oh, but we're like, bougie, like not bougie actually, but like in our hearts, we want to be as bougie as possible with this. Cause we're like, this is fun. Like, this is exciting. Like let's live into the fantasy. And so we're also we walking out. a red carpet and getting interviewed. So we got to figure out what we're going to do. We got to figure out yes. like, what, what the look is going to be, but it's going to be a lot almost, of fun. I almost bought a hat. I don't yeah. know what I was thinking. I just Go off work. I, I will look that. stupid if I bought if I buy this hat. Trust me. Um, but yeah, no, we're very excited. Um, this it is open to the public. It's Saturday um, from six to eight p.m. at the Lincoln Theater in Columbus. Um, I believe the website is kappa.com, C-A-P-A. Yeah. Um, and tickets are twelve dollars, so not a terrible. Um, there's going to be like other entertainment outside of the just the 10 categories of awards. And if you want to support us or come see all the um, pomp and circumstance, uh, we would love to see you there. Um, and like Jeremy said, we're bringing some of our favorite people along with us. So we're very happy to have a few people there to either celebrate with us or console us in the um depending on whatever happens, but we are definitely going to make a fun night of it. And we're definitely going to have a lot of fun after it. So we're very excited for that. We most certainly are. We most certainly are. And I can think of no better way to keep up with our shenanigans than by following us all over social media. Uh, we'll naturally have plenty of content there regarding the award show. So Laura, I'll throw it back over to you to tell the good folks where they can find us. I just realized I always feel bad when you read the ads because I feel like it's a lot of talking, but then I get the same amount of talking when I do the end segment. So it's even here, guys. We we even it out. So yes. yeah, yeah, super even, super even, <laughs> for sure. Super even. <laughs> so yes, you can follow us on social media um, on Twitter and Instagram at Subjectively Pod. You can follow us on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. If you want to learn more about us and the show and get links to all of our things, you can check out our website, subjectivelyspeaking.com. Uh, we already talked about the podcast award, so I don't need to do that again. Um, but if you want to support your favorite hockey podcasters, you can check out our brand new merch store, subjectivelymerch.com. It has our brand new Here's Johnny um, design up on that right now. And once our lives calm down, we will get all of our other beautiful designs um, up on there and some new stuff coming soon, courtesy of our incredible graphic designer, Stephen Kanicki. Um, but yes, if you want to help us get some cool merch to 
wear to games and you know, I think our stuff is pretty cute. And there's a ton of options, t-shirts, sweatshirts, long sleeves, mugs, all that sort of jazz. So check that out, subjectivelymerch.com. And lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Scroll on down, hit that five-star rating. It is our favorite number. Uh, We are desperately trying to get to 50 star ratings before the season starts. Um, We are at 47 right now. So if you haven't yet, please help us out. Again, we don't know how the algorithm works. We just know that these ratings and comments and subscriptions all help us get um, more notice um, and attention within the hockey podcast world. Um, So every little bit helps. And we just love and appreciate you all so much. That we do. And until we get the chance to talk to you all next time, we will curate our next Columbus list. We don't know what it's going to be, but we'll work on that. And we'll hopefully bring you some Blue Jackets content. But until then, make sure you take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and we'll talk to you all very soon.